hit record. So, mm -hmm. well, whenever you're ready. Ready? Here we go. Hello, and welcome to Battery Bargains, a series from the Batteries Included podcast where we match real people up with the right electric vehicle for them. This is episode number three. Dom, oh, Dom. Sorry, 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 Dom. Uh, yep. It just struck me. I don't think you're on that mic because you don't sound like the mic is as close as I can see it. He's, oh, really? he's not. Nope. nope. And your phone is on. Every time it rings, <laughs> we hear a loud <laughs> vibrating. Yeah, I don't so, know who that was. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, let me take that off my desk because that's huh. ridiculous. And then I guess this is hooked up, so I'll use this mic. It just gets in my way when I'm trying to type it, so it's yeah, a bit of a better. pain. That's much better. Anyway, we're still we're still recording. Okay. Hello and welcome to Battery Bargains, a series from the Body Reset. Ba Fuck. <laughs> okay. Hello, and welcome to Battery Bargains, a series from the Batteries Included podcast where we match real people up with the right electric vehicle for them. This is episode number three. I'm Dominic Yoni, host of the YouTube channel Drive Electric with Dominic, and I am joined today by Tom Ologny, senior editor at Inside EVs and host of the YouTube channel State of Charge, as well as Martin Lee from the EV News Daily podcast. Right, so if you're looking for your own battery bargain, drop us a note with find my ev in the subject line and tell us about your use case needs wants and budget and we'll see about featuring your case on an upcoming episode so let's kick this off with our first case for today uh, viewer hector sent us this hey guys i've been a huge fan for the past two three years listen to you weekly on apple podcast I have a 2022 Mustang Mach-E for a year now and have a Volvo EX90 on order for my wife, even though she's not totally convinced. In our ideal world, we would have a family car for two car seats and a 75-pound Airedale Terrier and a daily commuter. Ideally looking for 130000 between both, plus tax credit. Oh, one last thing. I'm an anti-Elon, anti so no Teslas, please. Thanks. Regards, Hector. All right. So, Tom, what do you think? Got any suggestions for Hector? Sure. And, you know, the funny thing is I'm getting a lot of people commenting on my state of charge and also sending me personal notes about being anti-Elon. That This is kind of something new in the last, you know, year or so. That really mm. wasn't the case up until, you know, say he bought Twitter. I think that kind of started the where people are kind of turning on the guy. But anyway, I digress. Um, okay, so uh, interesting. That's that's pretty healthy budget. I, I The first time I read this, I kind of came across as you wanted to keep the Mustang and you have the, uh, the Volvo on order, but maybe that's not going to be the right vehicle for you. So I'm going to stay in that lane. Uh, hopefully that's what you were you were hoping. Uh, and believe it or not, you know, I like the EX90. It seems like it's a compelling uh, option that Volvo is bringing out. Now, I haven't driven it yet, but I've driven other Volvo electric vehicles. I actually have the EX30 on order myself. Um, I, I, I'm confident that Volvo uh, is going to put out some nice EVs. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't deter you from going for the EX90. It seems like it has the size that you need to handle what you want and maybe the the Mustangs, your runaround car, and the EX90 is the bigger vehicle. But if you were looking for alternatives, you could consider the Rivian R1S, the dual motor one. That's going to give you that third row seating. 
Uh, if you get the uh, the small battery pack, that might not be enough range for you. It's EPA around 260. That's 78,000. That's actually a little bit less than the Volvo. But if you get the large pack, it's going to be 84, start at 84, pretty well loaded at 84. And I have a Rivian R1S and I love it. Uh, and, and that would give you all the size uh, that you need and m even more range than the Volvo. So that might be something to consider. And a third one I'm going to throw in that, and I'm not sure exactly when that's going to hit the shores, but the Mercedes EQB is going to come with a third row option. Now, it's not as big as the, the Rivian, and it may not even have the interior volume of the Volvo. I'm not sure comparing them, but it does have the third row that you put the, the, the dog in the back, and you could get the child seats in the back seat, the, the dog in the third row if you need be. So that might be an option, and it's not too expensive, the, the EQB. But again, the range is going to be a little bit less than the other two vehicles. So those are my uh, options to throw at you. Yeah, I'm going to assume that you want to chop in your Mustang Mach-E as well, which, again, I'm not sure that's a great idea because I think if you if you like the vehicle, I'd keep it. But certainly, if you're looking for a two-car uh, garage, then, I mean, the R1S uh, is nice, but you don't say whether a truck would be useful. So what about the R1T? Again, you know, all-wheel drive, What's that, Tom? Seventy starts at seventy thousand. Um, With the small pack, you, you got to figure people are going to want the large pack for the okay. three hundred miles because that's what he was going for with the Volvo. All right. Well, look. Combine. I would say the practicality of a truck. I'd have the R1T. I would, but I can't get it here. Uh, I've driven it here because somebody imported one. They imported uh, that and an F150, and then so I've been in both, and I think both are massively impressive. They look stupid on our roads, by the way. But uh, I'd have a Rivian R1T every day so practical um and combine that with a hyundai ionic 6 have a look at that if you like the mac e ionic 6 not a million miles away different level of technology fifty-six thousand dollars, and you're going to get some great range on that fantastic charging but two very different vehicles if you don't want to do that then well i've mentioned the f-150 lightning again look i'll, I'll stay with the practical thing have a look at that because again around that would be your more expensive vehicle around seventy thousand dollars you're gonna get great trim and a big battery on the f-150 for that and then have a look at something alternative to your mackie like a bmw i4 you can get that in the us right you get the i4 i always lose track of what you can and can't get get a bmw i4 Sixty-five thousand dollars. You're going to get a great spec on the M50 all-wheel drive, or save some money if budget gets tight because you've gone for the F150. Combine the F150 with something like a BMW i4 uh, for the E-Drive 40. Get rear-wheel drive. You're going to get great range on that, um, and that's probably between them about 130 grand. But like I say, Mackie's a great choice. But if you want a two different vehicles and you're not sure about the Volvo, there's a couple of options. So I think um, I would keep the keep the Mach-E if, if you like it. If you don't like it, though, maybe switch it up with a, a Volkswagen ID4 because that will still have room for, you know, if you need to uh, bring the two car seats and the Airedale Terrier along somewhere, that should have room for that. And it's relatively low price. The the new the new rear-wheel drive version, I think, is like 38000 I believe, before, uh, before tax credits. So that's that's pretty decent pricing there and uh and and you still have the option of being able to put the car seats in there and the dog uh, but then i'd go upscale a bit for your second one but the ex90 is pretty good actually uh, i'm not sure i i think i would I, I really like that vehicle so you could also maybe go with the um the polestar 3 is going to be a bit more expensive maybe five thousand dollars more and 
it's five inches shorter. So EX90 is kind of feels like your better bet there. Or if you want, maybe I think the second vehicle I would maybe recommend is the BMW iX because that's uh, that's really in that ballpark as well. It gives you, it's a bit pricey, but it's you know it's a great experience and it should have plenty of room for your kids and the dog. Um, yeah, I think that would keep us below one hundred what one hundred thirty thousand. It's a bit tight there, but I don't know. Um, what do you guys think? The iX is a great shout, actually. That's a yeah? an incredible vehicle. Right. I mean, but the Polestar is going to be, I mean, and the Volvo, Volvo has got the Bowers and Wilkins sound system, I believe, in there. That's going to be a pretty nice vehicle. I'm not even sure that I'd, I'd want the BMW over that. I'm just, I really like the BMW and I've heard great things. But I, I imagine the Polestar is really going to be, it's a different kind of luxury vehicle, I feel like. But so it could depend on on just on the on the person. If they're inclined to buy a Volvo X90, I think maybe that might be the right way to go. Mm. And what do you th what do you think about the uh, the Mach E replacement though? ID four or maybe something like sportier. Like I was just thinking of the the boot, the car seats, and the and the dog. You know. I mean, I'd keep, I'd keep if you're gonna have a, a larger SUV type vehicle. Um, like an EX90 or like an IX as well, then I'd keep the Mackey on the driveway. If he okay. doesn't, That's how it, I feel, 100%. He didn't specifically say in his email, I want to get rid of both. So right. I'd assume he's okay with the Mackey. I don't know what spec it is, but like, all the specs are really good at the Mackey. Right. Where he could go like, you know, the, like a really nice SUV, like the Rivian actually was a great idea too. If he's like the Volvo, he might like the Rivian too, but... Um... I was just thinking of the feel, the ride, and everything. Uh, but maybe go like down market just a bit on the other car and Nissan Leaf, which could hold two car seats and a dog in a pinch. Um, but you know, just a commuter car. It doesn't have to be for highway driving for for road tripping. But yeah, just and that would give you more room in your budget for that higher end SUV on the top. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like if I had a driveway that I'd spent 130 grand on, I wouldn't be always wanting to drive one of the cars. Because right. if, there were, you know, if we were both in the house and one of us had to go get a pint of milk or something, I mean, I'm like, ah, I'm going to jump in the Volvo. So, <laughs> are, you, are you saying that Nissan Leaf is not fun to drive, man? Is that what it, you're saying? It is. Are you dissing the OG I, Leaf? I, it is a fun vehicle to drive. And you know what? Actually, if you were just looking for a car that you can not worry about car park, door dings, and you're gonna head down to the shop and get some groceries and stuff. It, it actually, the Leaf is really big, so that's the thing that people right. forget about the Leaf. Tons of storage in that vehicle, um, huge boot. So I, I just, to me, um, I don't know what he's gaining by trading, getting rid of the Mustang Machi to to get a Leaf. It, there's a little bit of savings there, money-wise, but I don't probably not because now his vehicle's used, so he's gonna take a depreciation hit. Right. Um, I'm sticking with what I was saying. Keep that Mustang unless you don't like it. And then, you know, you go for the larger vehicle with the third row seating um, on the on your on your upscale vehicle. I think that's that, that's what I would be aiming for. All right. That sounds pretty good. You think we should move on to the next one? Let's jump to the next one. All right. So our second case comes to us from Georgie. So Georgie left us a pretty long email. So I'm going to try to summarize uh, some of this. So Georgie has a wife, a 10-year-old, and a four-month-old baby, and they live in Bulgaria, where the roads aren't the best. Um, he currently drives a Skoda Octavia, which has a 520-liter 
uh, boot. Uh, that's about 18.36 cubic feet. And he needs more space. He typically drives 20 kilometers a day. That's 12.4 miles. Uh, but also drives over 200 kilometers, 125 miles, about 20 times a year. So pretty frequently. Uh, he wants a, a good app. Lots of cargo space uh, and good suspension for rough roads. Um, budget is 50,000 euros. And he says, my eyes are now on second hand. So he's looking at the used market as well. IX BMW IX1. Uh, looking to buy full extras here for this price. It will be early 2023. He guesses uh, Like a used ix1 uh, Volkswagen ID4 GTX probably full of extras here for this price. Maybe he can get a uh, 2022 or he also has a, a model Y 2023 with the second gen suspension in this uh, list as well and his safety net uh, vehicle is like a BMW i3 for around town and keep his old 2005 Skoda Octavia for long trips, but he really doesn't want to do that. And that 2005 Skoda Octavia, that's getting a little bit long in the tooth. That's like an 18 year old car now, right? So I think it would be, it might be just, yeah, just go ahead and uh, scrap that fallback plan. Let's find you a good used car. I don't know, you're over there in Europe, uh, Martin, what do you think? Some good and he's in the Skoda family. Well, look, first of all, I'll say that my wife likes to keep our old diesel on the driveway and we never use it. So, uh, yeah, this, it, it, people might find it funny. You know, Mr. EV boy that has a daily EV podcast and and has two electric vehicles. For whatever reason, she's like, I just want to keep the guy. It's worth £3,000 now. It's a 13-year-old, 14-year-old Golf diesel. So I could sell it for three grand. Uh, the tax is £20 a year because around the time those cars were out, our government went kind of crazy on CO2 emissions and, and the tax would be low if your CO2 was low. So uh, on those sort of blue motion things, uh, it was. And so we've still got that and it's done 120,000 miles. And uh, yeah, DSG gearbox because it's an auto box. But Dom, I would say not writing off an old diesel, but... This is an EV channel, and it's called Battery Bargains. So let's assume you're going to get rid of the old Skoda. And for oh, that, that I want you to... <laughs> Skoda. For that, I want you to at least... Con Look, I think your suggestions, by the way, Georgie, are really good. I want you to, to consider the Skoda ENIAC, because you didn't mention that. And that's going to have 570, 580 litres of storage in the boot maybe 1700 liters when you fold the seats down okay so the ENIAC sits in the same family as the ID4 it is a really big vehicle though so if you looked at the ID4 and you haven't looked at the ENIAC and you've got a driver already please do look at that now used prices are going to be starting at maybe 35,000 euros up to 45,000 euros consider the the battery and uh, and the charging speed as well because on the I think I think they've deleted that option I can't I need to go check but I know on the early Skoda ENIAC you could pay for faster charging even though the car came with it I believe um, whether it was a software unlock or whether it was a factory booster they put in which I really hate so it was either going to be a 135 or 175 kilowatt fast charge it's all a bit fuzzy in my mind check the charging speed if you're buying a used one check the peak uh, the peak charge rate but otherwise great dimensions great for a family ENIAC is fantastic uh, if you can get the 82 kilowatt hour battery gross get it 
Mercedes EQB, absolutely brilliant. Used prices starting from mid-30s now. And so you are going to be looking at, yeah, okay, so the EQB 250 for that rather than, you know, a big sort of EQB 350 formatic. But the, the, the lower end specs, uh, you're going to put yourself in a really nice vehicle with the EQB. And, you know, you are at the base spec of the EQB, you are cross-shopping with the VW ID4. And I think every time you get in it, you would be so grateful that you weren't in an ID4. Uh, ID4 is good, but uh, I don't I don't think it's great. I mean, it just doesn't feel... Because they're not cheap. Same as the ID3. I think it doesn't feel premium. The new ones, I think, the better software, bigger screens are. My curveball... And I don't know your top limit. My curveball is a used Model X. So if you can get a used Model X for 45,000 euros, you get cheaper ones in the low 30s over here now. Um, and you say that you haven't got a big supercharger network in Bulgaria. It's fine. Over here, it's all CCS2 anyway. Make sure that if you are getting a very early Tesla, it's obviously got CCS uh, conversion done on it. And absolutely look for the... It's a curveball. I know. It doesn't matter as long as it's got a CCS2 plug on the side. And then you can still use the, the few superchargers that you've got. That is going to be like driving a van. Like, the, the one thing about the Model X that I always forget to highlight when I talk about it, it's huge! It's, it is, it's going to swallow your family stuff. Um, and you're right, you know, you've got a little one. And for the next few years, you're going to have a ton of stuff. So don't discount a, discount a used Model X. That's my suggestions. Mm, this is a tough one because we don't know a lot of the European cars, what he has available to him. So maybe you can tell us when, when we get the wrong suggestion, Martin. Everything. Everything but a Cadillac Lyric. But I'm, lo I'm looking at... An F-150. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this BMW iX1 and I'm thinking that might not be big enough if he wants like a lot of space. I'm not sure. If he wants yeah. like a lot of space. Yeah, George right? didn't say his budget, but again, if he's driving an 18-year-old Skoda... It's a 50,000K. Oh, did he put the budget? I'm so sorry yeah. I missed 50, that. I'm so 50, sorry. 50,000 euros, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, maybe. so like, uh, like you said earlier, though, that um, that Skoda... Let's go to ENIAC. I, I was looking, and so I'm not exactly too familiar with what websites to look for either for European used vehicles, but I, I'm looking on autoscout24.com, and I see a lot of Skodas in here for uh, Skoda ENIACs for, for you know, 30,000 euro, you know, with uh, not too many kilometers on them, under 20,000 kilometers. Yeah, I see a few here in the 30,000 euro mark so that's doesn't seem too bad and i think these are preferable to the volkswagen id4 which uh, he mentions the gtx um i forget right off that that's the gtx is like the sporty one i guess so i'm not sure which uh skoda enyaq is similar to that which trim level maybe the was it M ms they have uh, uh yeah it was, it was the it was the iv they got rid of the iv from the name with the new right the, the mid-cycle refresh but but they have iv 60s or iv 50s i, I imagine bigger number is better so id yeah. 60 iv yeah. and again right. you know if you don't want to worry about things like performance and all-wheel drive again i think the eniac is really but ha have a look if you haven't considered it because if you if you're cross shopping an id4 that's it. That should be on your list of things to drive and have a look at. And see if I can find. Um, you, would you have any idea what used Tesla Model Ys are like in, in that part of the world? Not many. Not. I mean, there are some on the market, um, and the pricing is okay. Right. He it's says a premium. Uh, he says there are a number of 
he said there was a number of, of Teslas in Bulgaria, even though they don't have like a lot of supercharging there. There, there are still a, a number of them there. Yeah, because it's all CCS2 over here. So the supercharging network is a nice little cherry on top if you're a Tesla owner. Right. So I guess we need to find the model. So you used to do the Model X atom. That's a yeah, bold, bold that's move. A, that's a curveball. Huge but, vehicle. But, but you know, looking here, so I'm looking at model wise in Europe on my screen. So I'm looking like the low low forties. I've seen all kinds, forty two thousand euros, uh, less than twenty thousand kilometers, forty thousand euros. Yeah, forty two thousand euros. That sounds like a. Um, but the ride is not soft in in the Model X and in, in the Model Y. So I don't. No. But, the, but he mentions a second gen suspension. So that would be a particular. I'm not sure when the suspension changed on the Model Y. Was that in 2021, 22? Yeah. Get get something with air suspension. That'll sort you out. Yeah, I mean they changed. I don't think the Model Y has air suspension, but no, I no, believe no, I'm that, just saying. It's, I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider the Model Y simply based. It's just far too hard of a ride. Right. Even, even in whatever spec, it's just European roads can be billiard table smooth, and they can be horrific. And and it just doesn't. It just isn't isn't right. The Model Y just isn't quite right for what he says. Right. Well, what do you got up your sleeve there, Tom? So you know, uh, I'm gonna start off with what the vehicle that both of you recommend. It was the first thing I thought about since he's a Skoda owner was Danyak. Um and I, I had I spent. Uh, 10 days with an Enyaq driving it around uh, Italy two years ago. And I was super impressed with it. I I enjoyed it more than ID4, you know, and, and uh, I wasn't expecting that. I thought uh, going into it wrongfully thought that it would be like a step down than uh, uh, like a more affordable car with maybe decontented compared, compared to an ID4. And the opposite, it was like a nicer ID4. I thought it drove great and um, I had a good experience with that. So I'm going to echo both of your sentiments that um, that's something to look at. Uh, I'm also going to maybe go in a little bit of a different direction. I took it out. He was looking for a new car, not necessarily used. We were talking about used cars. I think his fallback was a used car if he kept his, if he also kept his existing car. Um, how about Ionic 5 EV6? Uh, the, you know, th that might fall within his price range, especially if he didn't get one of the premium uh, trim levels. Uh, those vehicles had fallen this price range. And uh, as a final, if you're going to look at used cars, you mentioned getting an ID3, uh, an, an, a BMW i3 possibly and keeping your existing car. Well, why not just get a, a, a later model BMW i3 with range extender? And, uh, you know, for those those days that you need to make the long trips, I mean, even even 125 miles, the, the later model uh, uh i3s could probably do that uh, in all but the worst weather condition without even the range extender turning on but you've got it there in case you need it for the longer drive so i don't know if that size is going to fit your needs it sounded like it might because you mentioned you know getting one uh but maybe if you got one that's only a couple of years old like a 2020 uh 2021 maybe uh you know, with with range extender uh, that might be a good play there because you can get one for not not too much money, maybe half of what you're looking to, to spend with the range extender. And now you can get rid of the old uh, Skoda because the, the i3 can do everything you need it to do. So that would be my my suggestions. I like that Hyundai Ionic 5 suggestion. So I just took a quick look on that on the site and they're like, you know, 
they start around 32, 33,000, 34,000 euros. So well within his budget. And they do have a nice soft ride. Uh, certainly much softer than softer the Model than Y. The y. <laughs> yeah. And they got a ton of ton of space. Uh, cargo space is like, uh, uh, we, I have in, in, in uh, Imperial measurements here, but 27.2 cubic feet with a seat up, 59.3 cubic feet with a seat down. That's a... That's Got to be like 700 liters, I think, with a seat up. I think about. I'm guessing. All I, I'd throw in, I don't know what the DC fast charging network is like in terms of the speed. So if you go for one of those eGMP cars, then you're getting a great platform that can charge really quickly. The Ionity network, which has 350 kilowatt peak charges, that only gets down about as far as Hungary, maybe Croatia. I don't think it goes into Bulgaria. So right. I need to I need to educate myself on once you get down into that part of Europe and you head that head and start heading down towards Turkey and stuff. What's uh, what kind of charges have you got? It, it doesn't matter. Ionic Five is a great car, but would you be frustrated that you're like, oh, I haven't got any like high power charges in my country? I don't know, um, but they're going to be coming. It'll be future proofed. All right. Um, so I think we should probably move on to our last case for the for the day. So let me see. Our third and final case comes to us from Ken. He says, and so he's already he has this kind of mind kind of made, made up. So I think he just wants some positive reinforcement. But let's see. I found my IV, I think, my EV, I think. <laughs> I call it the Kyle Connor Special. Yes, it's a used e-tron. I know Tom is also high on those, but no one pushes them as hard as KC. So let me back up and say it would be my first EV. We live in a single family dwelling, so I'd install a, a level two charger pretty quick, uh, leaning towards the new Tesla Universal that Tom likes. Uh, side note, any update uh, on the app, Tesla is supposed to be building for it. I guess that's gonna be for you, Tom. We're in Maryland, right to, next to DC, so urban driving 99% of the time. The car I'd be replacing is a 2007 Volkswagen EOS uh, with the VR6 that he, they bought new and still have yet to hit 30,000 on the odometer. So that's so he doesn't do a lot of miles. He's had this car for since 2007 and haven't hit 30,000 miles yet. So uh, range is not an issue, it seems like. So US older couple, no kids, no dogs, no camping. So minimal cargo requirements. The e-tron 2020 Sportback Edition 1, I really prefer the looks of the Sportback. Like the other goodies and love those 21 inch rims. CPO from an Audi dealer about three hours away, 12,402 miles listed at $49,980. Uh, he knows it's a premium, not looking for the lowest price up there. By his math, it has one year and seven months of warranty left. Miles are not an issue. Uh, listed as one owner, but the Carfax shows the owner type as corporate. I need to better understand from the dealer what that means. Questions and concerns. What should I specifically ask the Audi dealer for with regard to checking the battery health? Kyle's discussion about the e-tron press fleet spooked me a little. I have, uh, I too have read about the coolant leak slash engine failure issue. So that last bit of warranty is important to me. Not sure what, what to think about that. Any opinions on the Audi extended warranty options? I'd consider, I'd only consider an Audi branded policy as I've had good experience in the past with a VW branded product. What else am I missing? I appreciate all the good work that you guys are doing. Thanks for reading. All the best, Ken. All right, Ken, that's a lot. So, but it sounds like you really want that, 
that Audi e-tron, uh, Tom, do you think that's the way for him to go? Yeah, so I'm not going to steer him in another direction. As you mentioned, I'm I'm very high on the e-trons, the use e-trons. And um, I like the sport backs. Kyle doesn't. He mentioned how, you know, Kyle's a big uh, e-tron fan, uh, but not the sport backs. Kyle does not like the sport backs, uh, but I do. I prefer the sport back. And the thing about the sport backs is you pay more and you get less, but they look better. <laughs> so, like, to me, it's worth it. Um, uh, you know, as far as the warranty goes, I don't know exactly what Audi offers on their used products as far as what different levels of extended warranty. But I would urge you to do two things that you're already on to. Do a little investigating on exactly what do you mean by a corporate, uh, you know, corporate owned. What was, what was, you know, why was it corporate owned? What was it used for? Could be very light use. You know, it, it, it could be, um, you know, an executive was driving it at Audi. You know, for, for it doesn't mean that it was being used by, uh, you know, being a press fleet vehicle. So ask ask about that, and also ask the dealer. You're probably going to get no or no, we can't do that. Ask your dealer if they can do a battery state of health report. Uh, I know the dealers can do this, but there may be some automakers have policies, and I don't know which ones will do, which ones won't. That they they don't share that information, which is horrible. But they can do a state of health report where it tells you how the state of health of the battery, what what usable capacity is still left. Um, and I think that would be useful um, to ask for that. I, I bet you it's the first time that anybody has asked the service manager that if they can do that or the manager. They probably don't even know what it is. But um, tell them you've done some research and, you, you know, it's it's not uncommon for a dealer to, to, to tell the, uh, a buyer of a used EV what the state of health of the battery is. And maybe you can get that out of them. And that would really help you determine exactly how much uh, capacity loss it's had. It's had capacity loss. All EVs have capacity loss. I mean, the first week you own it, it's already starting to slowly degrade. Um, but, but I'd want to know the state of health, charge it to, ask them to charge it to 100%. Uh, see what the, the the estimated range is, although that that could be the wrong number depending on how it was previously driven. So you really can't get an exact number from that. I would I would ask ask if you could take it for an extended test drive and drive it all day normally, like as you would drive it, and then charge it to 100% because now it's had recent driving history of 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 normal driving, and and then you, maybe you'll get a little bit of a better uh, picture of what how the um, the estimated ranges when it's fully charged. So I'm not going to try to steer you into another vehicle. I think you're onto the right vehicle. I love the Audi e-trons. I really love the Sportbacks. I love how they look. Just try to get the best deal out of it. And if you're concerned about the warranty, buy it. I don't know the different trim levels, but ask them what they offer and pay whatever it is to, to get that extended warranty. It's worth your peace of mind knowing that whatever happens, you, you don't have to worry about that down, down the road. Yeah, I don't. I, and I'm looking around. I'm trying to see see if there's another like a, some luxury, luxurious, at least kind of a crossover or SUV crossover on the market that's down around that fifty thousand mark used. And so I was thinking BMW iX, but it doesn't really come down that far. Um, nor does uh, there's not that many EQEs out there. Cadillac Lyric was the other thing I was looking at, and it's they're not down there yet either. So they, they really should be. Um, yeah, so looking at Audi e-trons, uh, Sportbacks, of course. Uh, I believe you want to look for Prestige if you can. It's just a bit nicer, but I see. Yeah, I'm seeing 2021 here. 
23,000 miles, $39,000, basically $40,000. I think that's, yeah, and I wouldn't, personally, I wouldn't worry about the, the, the battery issue so much, but definitely, you know, get as much warranty as you can. Or, so this is a 2021 I'm looking at here. So I would say if you look at the, the year, you know, it's what's available too. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a really good car there, actually. Let me pull it up and share it with you guys. Um, check this baby out. Yeah. Sport back. Looks good. Um, right, so pretty low miles. Price is uh, definitely in there. And prestige, right? It's a... Prestige, but that's, I believe that's the higher end version trim level. Uh, I'm looking at all the different features. Oh, this one has at least one accident or damage reported. So you may want to stay away from this particular example. So that's why this this one is kind of a bit low. So that's always something you want to check out when you're, you know, going through these sites. You know, go down and check out that the uh, the title is clear and that there's no damage because I don't think you really want to mess with that. Well, you can mess look it. into what the damage was. Sure. It literally could have been, you know, somebody scraped the side of his car in a parking lot. And when you take that to the auto body shop to get the work done, it gets documented that you had an incident. You know, it could be this cosmetic rear fender got sanded and repainted. You know, it's happened to me before. So, um, okay. Just that's a, look look into exactly what it was that's a fair point yeah but the uh the, the prices go up here pretty quickly when we, when we're looking just at these sport backs is they go up to uh you know fifty thousand pretty quickly but there are you know a number of good ones out there 2022 audi e-tron sport line s line premium fifty-two with uh ten thousand miles that's yeah, there's lots of there's so many great Audi e-tron deals. I wish I I kind of like I kind of like the idea of getting one myself, but uh, it's yeah, that's not happening anytime soon. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, what do you think, Martin? I think so. First of all, full disclosure: they're a sponsor of my EV News Daily podcast, Recurrent Auto. So, if you are wanting a battery report and you're worried about anything to do with the uh, the history of a vehicle and, and you know what what on earth could uh, could the battery be you know uh, worth in terms of range etc then go to uh, recurrent auto like i said they're a sponsor of mine so absolutely don't do that if you don't want to but i i will mention them uh, because i think it's genuinely worth something that you could do you go to their homepage, you put in the vin uh, or as i said recently by accident the vin number which triggered at least one person who was very easily triggered so uh Put in the VIN number, and um, and and it'll get in, and you can get your battery reports for uh, electric vehicles, which is uh, which is very good actually, and and um, I think worthwhile doing. I am going to say the e-tron is a great choice, but now I want to muddle your head with two other things. Firstly, look at the Jaguar I-Pace. So the e-tron is brilliant. But please look at a Jaguar I-Pace. At least compare and contrast. 90 kilowatt hour battery pack. Much more range than an e-tron. And you say range isn't uh, as important. It feels fantastic inside an I-Pace. Uh, 394 horsepower, all-wheel drive. Um, and so very comparable in terms of performance. And you get that four-wheel drive thing going on, but with more range. And 
a curveball. You don't seem like budget is 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 a, is the deal breaker. It seems like that you could perhaps do a bit of a stretch. It seems to you like the car, like your purchase is more important. That's what I got from this email that you sent in. Um, let me suggest the Cadillac Lyric. Now, it's a little more expensive than your budget, but it's going to blow any e-tron out of the water in terms of range. Like 100 more miles of range, I think. Tom will correct me if I'm wrong on that. At least 90 miles more. And very respectable, like similar levels of performance. So yeah, standard is a rear-wheel drive drivetrain. But again, inside that vehicle, you are going to feel like you've bought a very, very special car, like the I-Pace. Not that you ask for suggestions of alternatives, but I like to muddle your brain a little bit. Yeah, I do like the iPace. The iPace. I do like the iPace. Actually, I like the styling of the iPace. It's an interesting you know, curveball for sure. I don't know, Tommy. Have a real quick, uh, quick thoughts about the iPace. So I like the iPace. Um, I think the interior space is going to be a little bit less than what the the you're going to get in the the e-tron. I could be wrong, but just from my memory of sitting in it, it's sure. going to be a little yeah. bit of a smaller vehicle. And he seemed concerned about problems and about warranties. The, 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 I know Martin's sticking up for the British car companies, but um, <laughs> the I-Pace doesn't have the best reliability record so far. And I really like the I-Pace. I know a few people that have had them, and they've had problems with them. And uh, I, I don't know if they just got lemons or not, but I know that's been a, a theme uh, that, that some of the I-Paces – have had some issues so i would i would strongly suck i wouldn't uh, say absolutely don't get it N not at all but you were talking about extended warranty for the audi for the e-tron if you're gonna if you're gonna look at the ipace get the extended warranty also that way you don't have to worry about it pay whatever it's a couple thousand dollars extra um and and go for and and go for that and uh you know we we talked about how little you drive in the beginning so i don't think getting uh let's say a Lyric because it has a hundred miles more is going to really make a difference to you. You'd get the Lyric because it's a really nice uh, electric vehicle, super comfortable, um, a lot of interior space. That's going to have much more um, cargo space than either the e-tron or, or the, uh, the, the uh, Jaguar. I don't know if you need the extra space, but it's good to have. And uh, uh, I like the Lyric I've done. I've, I've, I've driven them quite a bit and uh, I think it's a really good vehicle. James got a, get their DC fast charging uh, down a little bit better, but it charges just fine. It just doesn't charge as quickly as I would like it to. Not nearly as quickly as the, the e-tron will. Uh, but again, d judging on 30,000 miles driven in, in how many years, you're not going on a lot of road trips. So I don't think you have to worry about that. You're going to be charging at home 99% of the time. But uh, I'd still stick with the e-tron Sportback. Yeah, looking at the used Jaguar I-Pace prices, they seem to be, you know, from 28000 up to, you know, I don't know, I'm seeing some here at 36000 for 2020s. I-Pace EV400 SE, 36000, 26,000 miles. But, yeah, I, I feel like e-tron e is a safer bet, really, at least from the reliability standpoint, for sure. Yeah, but then the Lyric is, like, special, like a great, great ride, a really quiet cabin. And also a great stereo. Just right. I think the only thing that we didn't like about the about the uh, lyric was just some of the materials on on the uh, interior. You know, they didn't look they look kind of premium, but they don't feel premium. I mean, that's a small you know nitpicking kind of deal, but it's important to some people. But yeah. it might be worth taking the time. 
go and go and sit in one, try it out, you know, or go for a little test drive even, because that'd be that's really that's the best thing for anybody buying a car, if you can, take one for a test drive. However, you can manage to do that at a dealership or wherever. Yeah. All right. So I think that brings us to the end of our show. Uh, don't forget, if you like the show, please give us a thumbs up, click subscribe, tap that bell icon for notifications. And thank you all very much for joining us. We'll see you again real soon. Ciao.